almost no one raises the real issue of tax avoidance, right? And of the rich just not paying their fair share. I mean, it feels like I'm at a firefighters conference and no one's allowed to speak about water. Today we walk into this house with an iconic South African plant, the Alu Ferox. We must take the bitter with the sweet. It is a matter that uh, uh, is under consideration. And all I would say is that watch this space. Welcome to this week's episode of the SA Money Report. This financial podcast is brought to you by Fin24 and hosted by Deputy Editor Ahmed Arif. Hi, and welcome back to SA Money Report, our bite-sized take on one big business story for the week. I'm your host, Fin24 Deputy Editor Ahmed Arif. This week, we are diving into the National Union of Metal Workers of SA, or NUMSA. And this Game of Thrones-like power moves that are happening in the union. We have General Secretary Irvin Jim trying to consolidate power. We have factions apparently being sidelined to prevent their candidates claiming the iron workers' throne, so to speak. All the while playing a role in the darkness sweeping the land through load shedding. Helping us sift through the allegiances, ambitions, backstabbing, and tales of friends becoming mortal foes is Fin24's labor expert, Kulakane Magubane. Hi there, Kulakane. Hi, Ahmed. Hope you're good. Good, good. So, Kulakane, let's start at the beginning. Saftu, splintered off from Kasatu, and it's got Zwelenzima Vavi as its general secretary of both Kasatu and previously Kasatu and now Saftu. And he's not without controversy in both those positions, mind you. And then we have NUMSA, which used to be Kasatu's biggest union and is now Saftu's. What's what's the dynamic here? What's the relationship here between uh, NUMSA Secretary General Irvin Jim and Saftu General Secretary Zanazima Vavi? And why has all of this broken down? Yes, that's a very good question, uh, and it really cuts to the heart of uh, the stage that is set ahead of NUMSA's conference, which is next week in Cape Town. So Jim and Vavi enjoy uh, a fascinating relationship, which is uh, long years of friendship, uh, and they have been together in terms of an alliance of labor politics during the days when uh, Vavi was Secretary General of Kosatu and uh, Irvin Jim was still Secretary General of NUMSA when it was a member fed, uh, member union of uh, the Federation Kosatu. And they left together um, uh, essentially a decade ago uh, uh, following the ruction within the Labour Federation that uh, saw Vavi ousted. And NUMSA, which was the biggest union under Kosatu at the time, had left as well. And it took shape in the form of them uh, putting together the Saftu uh, years after the fact. So the, so this has been a, a, a labor front with some very strong unions that left Kosatu, which is aligned with the African National Congress, and found themselves a base uh, to represent workers in their various sectors outside of that dynamic. But now they seem to be on different sides in terms of what they want Saftu to be and represent in broader politics. 
Um, it's no secret that Irvin Jim enjoys the idea of Saftu having Saftu and Numsa having a political party as an ally to contest political power. Uh, Zuelin Zimbabwe has a very different view on this, saying that the Federation must never sacrifice uh, its independence, although it can cooperate with political parties. And this was one of the things that they disagreed on heading into Saftu's conference in May this year, where Vavi was re-elected as Secretary General, despite hostility from NUMSA at that Congress, as witnesses would tell you. And now it seems that that um, disagreement or that difference in, in approach to how SAFTU is managed will play into the next stage as NUMSA, which is the biggest member of SAFTU, has its conference next week. Krakane, let's let's move to suspensions. There's been a lot of suspensions. SAFTU suspended some of its officials, and then now recently NUMSA suspended its second deputy president, who also happens to be Saftu's new president, and then a whole bunch of NUMSA officials just get suspended. What's going on? Why is everyone getting suspended here? Well, um, if you let the group of 30, as well as Ruth Glogotse, who is the uh, second deputy president of NUMSA and was recently elected as uh, president of SAFTU at the May conference, tell it, they will say that the suspensions are aimed at stopping them from participating in next week's NUMSA conference. And uh, that this was done so that they cannot participate in that conference, attend it, or contest political positions. Uh, we found in uh, Ruth's own affidavit to the Labour Court in Johannesburg that she um, is interested in contesting for the position of president of NUMSA. And that would definitely be at odds with what uh, what Irvin Jim has said needs to occur at uh, the NUMSA conference in the sense that he said the Central Committee of NUMSA resolved to suspend her because she was acting outside of the wishes of the union. And of course, Amongst these 30 are uh, shop stewards and um, office bearers at a regional level who would like to go to the conference and contest for positions. Uh, and they say that Jim is stopping them from contesting positions so that he can maintain his position and get the base to continue to support him at next week's conference. And Jim, of course, says this is uh, about uh democratic centralism and making sure that everybody toes the union's line and does not disrupt the, the union's work. He says that these people are part of a propaganda campaign looking to collapse the conference uh, and thereby undermine the work of the union. So it's quite tense going in. And this uh, conference is quite literally days away, beginning on the 25th. Kulakane Ruth also says she was suspended because she wanted answers about 360 Life. What is 360 Life and how does it factor into all of this? 360 Life is a financial services provider which pays out claims uh, to the members of uh, the National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa. And uh, Ruth Nkogotza has said that there has been there have been issues in terms of governance at 360 Life, which is a subsidiary of the NUMSA Investments Company. And there have been issues in terms of paying out those claims from members. And she wanted to take this issue up and there were moves to put uh, 360 Life under provisional curatorship last year. Irvin Jim uh, responded by uh, uh, going to the courts to stop the curatorship uh, and, sa- and said that this would have put 
the contributions of uh, NUMSA members at risk, the monies that they had invested in there, uh, and to uh, to basically protect those funds. And while one side says that accountability needs to be made in, in this matter and to see if Irvin um, Jim has not been doing the bidding of the investment company's head, Kandanim Sibi, uh, as a way of covering for him in some way, uh, but Jim says that this had to be done to uh, the the curatorship had to be paused to protect the finances of members goes on further to say that the provisional cur- uh, curator implied that the pruden- the prudential authority might have acted irrationally in placing uh 360 life under provisional curatorship but of course uh the union uh, the union and the faction of the union that is um detractors of Jim say that there's still many answers to unearth about this issue and that Jim, in fact, did not get a mandate from the union to stop the provisional curatorship. So they're demanding answers on that front as well. So Kulikani, with the, with the conference quite, quite literally around the corner, what, what are all these suspended officials planning to do now? I mean, and why do they feel they have to be there at this conference? So uh, while all all uh, roads seem to point to Cape Town for the NUMSA conference, there will be a bit of a detour in Johannesburg as uh, Ruth Glogotze, at the very least, has gone to the labor courts in Johannesburg to ask that they rule that her suspension from the union be declared invalid, failing which uh, the labor courts must halt the, um, the, the conference from taking place until all the details of the disputes related to her suspension and that of the 30 officials that were also suspended are established and found to be procedural and fair and not connected to a political agenda to solidify and leverage Jim's base. Um, So that's what they're demanding at the Labour Court and we'll see that play out likely on Friday. And depending on what the Labour Court decides, the... um, the NUMSA conference goes ahead in Cape Town from Monday to Friday next week. Or if the Labour Court makes this ruling, we will see how that affects uh, the union's plans. Kulakane, in and amongst all of this, NUMSA members have been at the coalface, so to speak, of several major labour issues in South Africa, most notably the recent ESCOM wage negotiations and wildcat strike that effectively led to stage six load shedding. Can you talk us through the role, uh, uh, what NUMSA's role was in what went down at ESCOM? And then also, where else is it currently dealing with wage negotiations and how is that all working out for them? Absolutely. So, uh, to be very clear, uh, NUMSA has not claimed any responsibility for the protest disruptions that were seen at ESCOM's various sites during those those adversarial wage negotiations with ESCOM. And that plunged the country into stage six load shedding for the first time since 2019. So very serious um, implications if anyone can attach NUMSA and any specific NUMSA members at ESCOM to that because, es- because ESCOM uh, constitutes an essential service. There shouldn't 
be the downing of tools, let alone the disruption of operations at ESCOM. Uh, however, NUMSA did say during that time when the wage negotiations were in deadlock that ESCOM had itself to blame for stonewalling unions, uh, according to them, during the wage negotiations and that they should take responsibility for what's going on and how it caused uh, stage six load shedding across the country. So it's a very tricky time to be a union leader, especially a, un a leader of a union that is going to conference soon. Uh, because while there was that notion of negotiating aggressively for a meaningful increase, we we have seen as Fin24 documents uh, from regional structures that showed that they weren't going to back down unless they got a double-digit uh, salary increase. Ultimately, uh, Labour got a 7% increase at ESCOM across the board. So I think a lot of that disagreement internally within NUMSA might come to bear and might find itself expression in uh, the tug of war for control of NUMSA at next week's conference, should it go ahead as scheduled. Uh, of course, uh, NUMSA is uh, in, involved in other wage negotiations. They also got an increase at ESCOM Rotec recently. They've uh, achieved a wage increase over there, and they are also in wage negotiations in the automobile um, sector, where they are also looking for double-digit increases over there and uh, are are campaigning very aggressively and negotiating uh, for a very uh, a huge increase for their membership. And this probably bodes well for incumbent leadership seeking re-election because you want to come to those members and say, look at the increase that I achieved for you, re-elect me. Uh, of course, not to say that uh, any of the officials have said anything definite about whether they plan to run or not. Time will tell and there's not much of that left. But NUMSA has really played an aggressive game in the past year in getting some of those increases. And they've been more successful than some would care to admit in getting meaningful increases for membership. Uh, but it also remains to be seen if there's a faction that wants to be a lot more aggressive than the incumbents uh, in getting uh, those increases and what that would mean for how delegates vote next week. Thanks for your time, Kulakane. Thanks, Ahmed. This brings our show to an end. The music in this episode is courtesy of Getty Images and Epidemic Sound. This installment was produced with the help of the amazing Kayleen Morgan and Joshua Colstock. Thank you for listening. <laughs>